So welcome to those Vicar Vlogs. I'm Howell the Nerdy Vicar. And I'm Dave Coaches. Who's actually called Coaches by somebody. Oh, it's Coaches, Coaches it is. Coaches yeah. said this Coaches and Coaches said, Coaches said that. Said that yeah. you know. So what have you been up to and Dave? Um, well, there are we. We're Wednesday, aren't we? Yeah, Wednesday. Oh, I'm right, not, yeah. I've not been up to very much. Obviously, churched on Sunday, went to this party at... at um, Oh, well, yeah, gathering, a, not a, party. A, yeah, gathering. Uh, in yeah. Midsummer Norton, that was nice. See some of my friends. Oh, that's all right. Have a sit it? down and a chat, you know. Also, as well, um, like and it. then I took um, Beth, the youngest, to um, the BRI. Oh, until two o'clock in the morning. Sure, right. Wait, yeah, no, not really, but still, that's a different matter. Oh, okay. Sure, We're right. human, and life gets tough. Yeah, that's true. And uh, and apologies for the sound quality over the last couple of weeks because Martin, our editor, has been on holidays over in. Uh, and uh, you don't know what you're doing. And I don't. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, thank you for that. I try my best, but Martin's better at it than I am. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's be honest. Okay. So welcome back, Martin. You'll be able to tell instantly from the better sound quality. You think, what have he done, mate? You know, where's he been? We're assuming it's going to be better, but no, looking at be. the bars, I'm louder than you this week. Well, oh, okay, fine. Well, Martin <laughs> sorts it all out. He does this magic thing, and it's all all right. Okay, so there's that. What have I done this week? Um, I went down my uh, went out for my brother-in-law for a booze up. That was did good. you? Yeah, that was all right. Yeah. Went down did you there. have too much to drink? No, it was pretty good, really. All right, okay. It's a bit boring, really, but pretty good. Uh, took my lad out on a couple of driving lessons. He's got his tests coming up and uh, getting ready for him going to university, that sort of thing. Right, so, yeah. Yeah, it's been quite quite quiet, really. Looking forward to the kids going back to school. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, aren't yeah. we ever? Yeah. <laughs> it's just been a long Can't one. Can't wait. It's been a long uh, one, haven't it? Oh, I had yeah. that sense that they were going back really soon, and then when I looked, they still had over a week at home, and I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, but, you can yeah. tell by my office, that was my daughter's kind of taking over it for the summer holidays, and it's just like, she's got to go, man. I tell her we've had enough now. But, uh, yeah, so I'll get told off if she, well, about that. So... Uh, on this episode, we're talking about um, the news. We're on about uh, the cops saying that uh, they're not going to take the knee in it. Yeah, well, yeah. They won't be aligning themselves with woke agendas. That's it. Uh, what we're on about in the Bible bit? The Bible, we talk about Job. Job, yeah, with his boils. With his, yeah, yeah and his all sorts of problems. He probably be had piles as well, bless him. <laughs> There's a brilliant story in the Bible about piles. Yeah. Do you know that one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, oh, we've got to do that one, the Ark narrative. It's yeah. wonderful, that is. It's one of my favourites, that is. And they give golden piles back to the Israelites. Yeah, the we, we mentioned it at some point before, didn't oh, we, about yeah, piles, yeah. yeah. I used to, I used to, um, because I'm, I'm dyslexic, I have struggle, trouble, 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 trouble read, talking. Trouble talking, I'm reading out loud, yeah. Uh, so when my kids were little, I used to do talking stories rather than reading ones. Yeah. So I used to do um, I used to do that one with the piles, and uh, I used to say the ba- the poor poorly bottom story. Yeah. So it's just like yeah. Um, so we've done that one, and then finally we're talking about how to become a tyrant, which is a Netflix show about how Hitler came to power. So it's quite interesting that. Yeah, indeed. So hold on to your hats for the music. So, Dave, what's in the in the news this weekend? Well, in the, and I gave you a heads up as well, didn't I? I let did, you know what was coming. I sent did. it to you yesterday. In the Telegraph, they are saying the Tory graph, the Tory graph. Yeah. yeah, they are saying that Sir Mark Rowley, the new head of the Met Police. Oh, that Cressida Dick is finished then. Is yeah, she? she's gone. Right. Yeah, okay, catch yeah. up, catch oh, up. Right, yeah. Cressida Dick is gone. Mark Rowley is the new Cressida <clears throat> Dick, um, and he's gonna ban his officers from taking the knee um, at, at events or wearing pride flags or or basically what he wants from what I can gather is he doesn't want the police to be friendly anymore. He wants them to be frightening and not friendly. I didn't take that at all when I read it. Is is basically what he's saying is actually what the police should do because the police police by consent and they have to be neutral so therefore the police shouldn't take part in things like well anything really 
you know, they shouldn't wear any insignias to insig- to signify their allegiance to anything other than the police, as it were, because they have to do things neutral. But they police by our consent. I think that's what that's what I read from it, and I think that's what the police have always well, have always said that they do. Well, do you see what I, mean? I don't see necessarily. Um, that they've been doing anything wrong. And I think that sometimes you need to be pragmatic in order to um, keep things civil. And I think so some of the things they've done have shown that where they go to something that's peaceful, they should seek to keep the peace. And I assure you that if they rocked up in riot gear with their full riot shields out, those events would have been less peaceful. And therefore, sometimes you you do... No, I'm not saying the people who took the knee took the knee because they wanted to keep the peace. I'm saying they took the knee to show that actually it's not you against us. Oh, they were frightened. No, I don't think they were frightened. The picture in the Tory graph doesn't show people who were frightened. It shows people who are who are showing respect for the cause, but they've still got a job to do. They've still got to mark that but that's what boundary I mean, though, and keep the, the people that side. But the thing is with it, in showing respect for a cause, whatever cause that is, you're inevitably taking sides, and that's not the police's job. The police's job is to enforce the law, whatever the law is, whether the police agree with it or not. Whether the people who are in the in the situation agree with it or not, the law is the law, and the police are there to enforce what the law is. That's that's their job. And the law is those people have a right to their peaceful protest. Yeah, well, at least they did until the law was changed well, exactly, last year. Yeah. So that's the thing is that is that they have the right to do that, but the police are there as neutral keepers of the peace rather than people who. Um, either say they're for or against what the people are actually protesting about. Yeah, but I think... Because then they're taking sides in whatever it is. It doesn't really matter what what, the thing is. No, but I think if you... I think what you always look like then is that you are opposed to the people protesting. Well, that doesn't matter because it doesn't matter what it does because you... Because legally, up until recently, they didn't... They weren't there to stop a, a legal protest but I think I think with it is with police is they have to it's a bit like for example like doctors and stuff and things like NHS have to be neutral isn't it yeah so they're not allowed to wear any insignias right or well, they do sometimes but for, there's that thing where you can't wear a cross in the NHS and stuff like that I thought that was right wing claptrap no it's not it's true that is true. Right, okay. Yeah. Is it, but I, I don't think for a bad reason. I think in some ways for a good reason because it's you're there as a nurse or as a doctor or whatever and you're there as a neutral person doing a job in the same way as the police. So in a way, the police are there to, con- to police everybody and in a pluralistic society, we've all got different ideas about what's right and wrong. We've got different... Uh, positions or all sorts of things and the police have to be for everybody and if you take a position wherever that position is uh, as a police person as a police officer you're then alienating some of society and you've got a bit like the king the king's got to be above that do you, do you see what i mean yeah i see They've exactly what you mean i yeah? just don't i just don't agree i just don't agree i think when you turn up to um, be a police officer at a gay pride event mm. um, you have two choices as the police force present you have the choice to police it by consent yeah. in order that people don't automatically feel that you're opposed to them but that when pushed comes to shove you're there to keep the law in order and to move them on or to arrest them if necessary so so taking the knee for somebody mm. at 
at an at an event at an at a protest uh-huh. um, relating to Black Lives Matter because that's the story that the Tory Graph have chose to go yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, is that they've yeah. taken a picture from a Black Lives Matter yeah. protest with two officers taking the knee out of six officers photographed. They've not said that they're not willing to do their job as police officers. What they've done is not set up opposition against those who are protesting. Now, Mark Rowley's comments in the piece set up as if he set an opposition against Black Lives Matter because he uses terms like, I won't allow them to join in with woke agendas. If he's going to use words like yeah. woke agendas, then he's not the right person to be the head of the Met Police because what he's doing is using right-wing language to set his own agenda on what the police are are and are not allowed to do. So he won't allow any emblems on their uniform yeah. except... A help for a heroes badge or a puppy. Yeah. You either ban it all or you ban none. Well, that's why I said, is it ban it all or ban <clears> none? <throat> he can't choose to dictate to his officers that they're not allowed to support left wing causes, but right wing causes but are that's okay. My, that's precisely my argument, though. Is that with the poppy, right? There are some people, not a small minority of people, are for whatever reason against the poppy, right? And they have. Have you seen those white poppies? That I've have? got a white poppy. Yeah, there we are. Yeah, okay. So some people are against it because they see it as a jingoistic thing and things like that. So I would. I. I think he was wrong. He broke his own rule. It's not about a jingoistic more. thing. I know it's not. You've but... taken the right wing news story about no, 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 I'm condemning not... the white poppy, which isn't didn't only come about five years ago. It came about in 1920, I know that, yeah. one year before the red poppy. And the reason for the white poppy is because it's worn by pacifists who yeah. think that war is always the wrong answer to support to solve a problem. Yeah, whereas, yeah. whereas the British Legion don't a- actually advocate for that. No, no. I so, don't, they don't. so they fall short in well, a lot of people's is, minds. Is it, is it some people, right? Well, exactly. So, some people, like I used, I wore one when I was a student, right? Some people. For the poppy, some people are against it for all sorts of different reasons, right? And he was wrong, the um, commissioner there, because he said, I don't want him supporting woke agendas, and he shouldn't have said that. What he should say is that the police should be neutral and the police shouldn't support any agenda. The police, that's not their job. Their job is to enforce the law as the law is done by a democratic Yeah, and, and if we're going to police ban, by consent... They have to do that. Yeah, and and so then what we want is the Bobby on the beat, yeah. who is everybody's friend, until they break, until the, law. They break the law. That's so it. what we want is police, who are the friends to the population, until they break the law. Exactly, which is what they were set up to be. Why, why do you think I'm a bit more kind of suspect about that sort of stuff with my background then well that i'm i'm kind of the police should be neutral i'm really kind of heavy on that i i i think the police should be neutral i don't disagree with that sort of ultra passionate about that i don't know have you heard the battle of orgreave no yeah what happened in uh and the queen actually this is something that came out a couple of weeks ago this is the sort of thing i wouldn't hear about because i'm english no no no. it happened in england oh, right, in england. right yeah, okay. yeah is um the queen actually but she has to be neutral right wrote about it and said how upset she was about the battle of Orgreave in 1984 but it was only released a few years uh this year right right battle of Orgreave was um where there was a coke implant that the NUM in the miners' strike were trying to shut down through picketing, right? So there's a massive flying pickets went up. Some people went up from Aberdeen. They went all over the country to this place called Orgreave, right? right. Yeah. And they had a massive uh, picket there. And what happened was is the cops charged the pickets with their horses, right? And there was a big fight then because this had happened, right? But what the BBC did was the BBC... Switched the tapes so it looked like the miners charged the um, the horses. Yeah, and then but they didn't. 
So basically, the the police started the fight because that was what they wanted yeah. to do, right? But the BBC reported that the miners started the fight. Yeah, but this happened. So, do you remember the riots in Bristol about three years ago? Yeah. It was after the Black Lives Matter oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was after Colston tripped off his plinth and banged yeah, that yeah, on the floor, yeah, yeah. and for them fell in the docks. Yeah. It was after that, and Bridewell Police Station got pelted with stones yeah, for two that. nights yeah, in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what happened was, is all day long people protested in town in a peaceful protest. Yeah. And there was no trouble for most of the day. Yeah. And what changed the atmosphere was when the police who were on duty withdrew and new police officers came forward with riot shields and helmets and batons drawn, ready for a fight. And the atmosphere of the crowd changed because they also engaged ready for a fight. And the the aggressive action wasn't by the people at first. It was by the police, who were outnumbered, who then set themselves up for a fight that they couldn't actually win. That's exactly the same thing that happened. But and then but this is get- my problem with Mark Rowley's thing, is that he doesn't want police to take the knee. He doesn't want police to dance at the Pride dance. What he wants them to do is to go into each situation ready for a fight against woke agendas but I don't think that's true though because I don't think well that's what the telegraph says well yeah no what I mean is, is shouldn't they I be on think... his side not setting him up no, as no, a no, villain no. What, what I see a lot of the time on the telly right is what and what a lot of people see is that the if people let's start again with that if people don't see the police as neutral right as people in Aberdeen don't and lots of people all over the country don't for things like Battle of Orgreave, things like the uh, policing of the yeah. riot and things like that and all these other things. If people don't see the police as neutral, that's really dangerous because then they don't see the state as something that they belong to. It's something that they fight. It, essentially, we agree the, again on this. But that's really, really dangerous. And the police, like I've seen it, like when, when you've had things like the Extinction Rebellion stuff and the Just Stop Oil stuff, and I think to myself, you know, if they were miners or if they were other organisations, they'd just get clattered. Yeah. But that's what... And, and they would have. Yeah, yeah. But we've moved on from that. It should be that the police officer think, yeah. can talk to the Just Stop Oil protester who sat in the road and coax them out of the road. I don't think we are. By force won't help. No, By I force won't help. And the thing is, now they've taken to this slow walking down the road, haven't they? Which actually yeah, yeah. isn't illegal. Um, and then... Well, they can, nothing but, they can do about that. No, but but what, what they... But then the people who break the law are the people who then get out of their vans yeah. and start kicking and punching protesters. Yeah, well, they well they've that. broken the law. Well, then the cops so, should arrest so them. So we need to get back to a state where the copper's your mate right up until the point you do something wrong. Yeah. And that is the only way that policing by consent actually works. And the way to I'm do- your mate till you do it wrong. So what we need to do is get out of the mindset of the police are opposed to this and are opposed to that and they're opposed to the other, which Mark Rowley is promoting, and get back to the sense that toe the line, this copper's your mate, he's your best friend. Fail to toe the line, fail to keep the law, he's gonna he's gonna lock you up. Yeah. But I think the way to do that is to is to for the police to be have zero ideology. Their ideology is we keep the law, we police by consent, like we said. And I think from like as I said, I don't watch the news, etc., and things like that. But what I've seen in my own life, like when I was a boy, from then on, and other things like that, is um, is that they're not like they're not going to be perfect, but. Is is that on the phone? It's the front doorbell ringing. Oh right, okay. So <laughs> I'm expecting a package from every. Oh right. <laughs> which um. Okay. Dude's just sorting his phone's going off. But I think that's the thing is we can't we can't get to the state where people uh, the position where people lose faith in the neutrality of the police because that is extremely dangerous and I think that's where we've got to and I think the reason that we've got to that is because of well-meaning things like what they do at Pride and what they do at um, Black Lives Matter marches and things like that, which are well-meaning. But 
if you don't support those those uh, goals, right, or you have an issue with it or whatever, and then you you go to another protest or you see another protest on the telly, then you're gonna get really agitated. So, for example, like the police in is that um, I picked this up, or a friend of mine is that protesting leftly about the migrant hotel there. So the police have to be really careful that they police the migrant hotel protest the same way they police other things because otherwise all you're doing all the time is feeding the division, feeding the propaganda. Yeah, yeah I, I absolutely agree. And that's really, really dangerous. I absolutely the agree. Law has got Those to people be... have got the right to protest right up until the point that they break the law. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's right. Exactly. And I think... But that's all fueled from the agenda of hate. And we'll get into this a little bit when we talk about the making of a tyrant later on. Oh, maybe, yeah. But I think it's. I think, I think from a Christian perspective as well, is this goes back to one of the fundamental principles we've been talking about in the Bible series, which is that law and justice are above humanity. And law and justice are actually set by God and he keeps his own laws. So the rule of law is that Christian understanding that everybody's under the rule of law Everybody should be treated equally by the law. So therefore, that's why they shouldn't wear insignias and they should police everything the same. It's actually a Christian principle of equality before the law, which even God is under, because he rested on the seventh day. That's yeah. the essence of justice. And as soon as they start, for all sorts of well-meaning, and I do think as well, because they've got a history of not policing, of, of not being... Um, just towards the LGBT community, let's put it that way, or being extremely unjust to that mm. community, right? Yeah. And unjust to other communities, then they do things like this to sort of compensate. But I don't think that's the way forward. I think the way forward is they're there, they're happy, they're friendly, all that sort of thing. But as soon as someone breaks the law, they arrest them. But you don't have to wear a pride flag for that because you're just fooling <laughs> You're fueling the division, aren't you? You're fueling the division. Because they wouldn't wear another flag for another cause. And then people get wound up and people lose faith in them. That's the thing. They wouldn't wear an NUM flag, would they? And those hurts go really deep. Like, that's like, what, 40 years ago yeah, next year? I, 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 would, I don't know whether or not they would or they wouldn't. They I think that, that policing has moved that recognises the humanity of a police officer um, and and actually I don't know whether or not they, they'd wear an NUM flag now I don't know whether or not they would let those miners know that they're on their side you've got to bear in mind that, that Maggie Thatcher's rec rhetoric was Sir Mark Rowley's rhetoric the enemy they are the scum, they are the, the lowest of the low yeah. and we must fight them and what you do is is you establish a tyrannical police force, and, and, and I think there's a really them. fine line between between that. So, so I would rather see people at at the NUM event, um, you know, at the NUM strikes, at the protests, policing in a way that that shared the humanity as opposed to set them in opposition to the to the people at that protest so if that meant that they had to stand there and say look i agree with your cause but if you break the law i'm going to nick you great that's the way it should be done they shouldn't go there riot shields out no no ready for the fight and i think that's the problem mark rowley has set up the met police ready for a fight against woke agendas because he's paid by the Tory government to do as he's told. I'd, I'd be as opposed to Mark Rowley, no matter what cause he says he needs to stand up to an agenda, because they just fundamentally but, shouldn't. Oh, I think he fundamentally shouldn't say it. You know, he shouldn't say he it. He shouldn't say it, he because he's say meant it, to be impartial, and he's exactly. not shown that impartiality. And yeah. my personal view is, he shouldn't be in his job by the end of next week as a result. Yeah, because that does fuel the division. So that wraps that up, man. There you go. That's a bit. Dave's got a bit agi agitated for that. Love it. Love it. Aggy now. He's going. Ooh, you know. So you know. And I got the battle of all grieving. That's going to turn into a kind of like every time I mention the driver, the miners' strike or something like that, everyone's going to have to have a drink. You know, he's off mm. on that again. I spent too long as a kid um, 
being involved in that sort of thing. Hating the police because of their attitude. Um, I think it would have been. I think it would be very difficult um, for people who've seen that um, or been part of any of that to um, to to be nuanced and sensible. Yeah. I think. I think you're right. I think that's the thing. You know. <laughs> So thanks for listening to uh, those Vicar blokes. And don't forget to subscribe on Substack, on uh, Google, on Amazon. We're on everything. And on well, Sub- we're still on Red Circle. Aren't we're on Red Circle, on Red Circle. We're on the websites, everything. So if, and leave us a comment. Be nice. Say like, ah, oh, I thought that was dead good or I thought that was dead rubbish. You know, just leave us a comment. Be nice. Say it was dead rubbish. Well, right. you know. Any idea of nice you are. <laughs> well, yeah, I suppose. Give us some feedback. That would be great. Dave Coach's Bible Bus Trip. So in uh, Dave Coach's bus trip through the Bible, we're we're jumping ahead a bit now because I just got to say I really like the music that yeah, leads into there. this. It's it good, is yeah. Is <laughs> we're jumping around because we're we're doing it not as because the Bible is a library rather than a kind of book, so we're not jumping around the book because it's not meant to be read in order. Um, so in the bits on Genesis and on Exodus, we've talked a lot about what goes around comes mm. around, don't we? Yeah. And and this idea of law. And how, if we break the law, then there's consequences for us breaking it. And this idea of God um, not smiting us, but describing how, if you break the law, there will be consequences. So we talked a lot about that. So people then got into the situation where they thought, a bit like the idea of karma, which is a Hindu idea, and what goes around comes around, that if bad things happen to you, right, then that's your fault because you've done something bad. That's a kind of universal human yeah. idea, isn't it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And I think that's true to an extent is that if bad stuff happens to you, it could be your fault, right? But in the Bible, there's a fantastic book called the Book of Job, which calls that into question. So, Dave, do you want to say what type of literature is Job? Do you, can you remember? No. It's a novel. It, it, it's a novel. It is, isn't it? Essentially, yeah, it's, it's a novel. Yeah. yeah, we know it's a novel because it's written like other ancient novels. Yeah. Okay. So well, it's, it's not only like ancient novels. It's actually yeah. written a lot like a modern, modern novels. novels. The, the the format of them hasn't really changed. Yes, yeah, so it's a work. Um, of, it's a work of poetic fiction, basically. Yeah, yeah. Is, People uh, won't like you saying that, but it is a work of of poetic fiction yeah well, well why not? It is. What it well, is. because they think that some people think that the Bible's a, a literal document and everything that so was in it actually happened again. it's your mate now as well isn't oh, it I give because up you've him. been involved with oh, him mate. I try to talk to him about science it's sort of like bang your head you're like yeah alright okay yeah but yeah so it's a work of fiction he doesn't listen to us anymore don't he no we're, we're, we're out of, out of no we fear. might accidentally educate him we're, no I think we're out of fear we're, we're the, the, the the bad guys aren't we're, yeah. we're, the, we're not um, but yeah so you, you can tell uh Job is a, a work of uh, a novel, a work of poetic fiction because of how it's written. Okay, yeah. So that's basically it. Uh, so what's the story of Job, then, Dave? Can you the story that? of Job is that there's an argument between God and the devil, in effect, and and the devil says that he's got the power, and God says, "No, I've got the power." Um, and the devil says, "Yeah, but if you had the power, everybody would be corrupt." Uh, no, I was just thinking about that Snap song from the 80s. I've got the power! Yeah, that right. one, isn't it? Yeah? yeah? Sorry, yeah. We won't play it, don't worry. Um, <laughs> and he won't sing it again, we'll make sure of it. I've got the power! All right, sorry, yeah, I failed. All right, yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, so the devil <laughs> basically says to God that, well, most people are corrupt, so I'm winning. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah, you know, yeah. and, and God says, yeah, but I got Job. And Job is an example of good humanity. Yeah. Um, 
and for whatever reason, I forget the exact reasoning, but for whatever reason, um, God then puts lots of of ailments on Job. It's um, the devil says to God that Job is only good because he's got a good life, and that if bad things happen to him, then he would renounce God in a minute and would worship him. Oh instead. yeah, 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 so absolutely. This is partly yeah, why yeah. you know it's a, yeah. it's a novel. Yeah, yeah. Make bad of... stuff happen, and I'll win him over. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a bit like the screw tip letters, C.S. Lewis's screw tip letters, and things like that. It's it's a novel. It's not. It's it's a creation of fiction to make yeah. a theological point. Yeah, yeah. You should read that. They're good. Have you read them? No. Well, yeah, but not for a long, long time. Yeah. And I and I read C.S. Lewis differently now to what I did when I read yeah, it before. Yeah, I, I did um, it when I was with, a kid. But, yeah, um, yeah. So it's so it's a different. It's a different read when you read it in a different light. So it's a bit like laying the witch in the wardrobe. Is that's a novel, right? There is no Narnia, but it's a novel written with a theological point. It's a it's a book yeah. that points to God, and if you don't yeah. realise it's pointing to God, you you've missed the point. Yeah. And I think when I read C.S. Lewis as a kid, I missed the point. Yeah, I missed the point as well. Yeah. Um, so basically, what happens to poor old Job is all his family die, and he gets these boils on him. There's actually a uh, a disease called Job's disease. Which is, is there? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it, it was. This is how I got into it. Really, is there was. It's. Um, I can't remember what it. I think it's where your T cells, which is a type of blood, a white blood cell, they don't work. So your your body's covered in boils. It's really gross. Right. Really, yeah. And um, the lecturer asked, you know, who is Job? I don't know why it's called Job's disease. He's covered in boils. And I put my hand up and said, Oh, he's a bloke from the Bible who got covered in boils. So then I had to explain right. what it comes from. Yeah. He said, Oh, do you know? It's just like, oh, go to church and stuff. And he was like, Oh, do you? Okay. But basically, with Job, all these bad things happen to him. And what happens is loads of people throughout the, the story go and see him and say to Job, Well, Job, you are getting these bad things happening to you because you must have done something wrong. You yeah. must deserve for these horrible things to happen because otherwise the world isn't just. So what have you done, Job, that's really bad to stop these things happening to you? And Job always says, I haven't done anything wrong. This bad stuff's just happening to me. Yeah. Yeah, they're not they're not very good for him, are they? No. I mean, friends like that who needs enemies, eh? Well, well, they do sit with him for a bit, don't they? There's that wonderful bit where yeah. he's in pain and they just sit with him. Yeah. And, and, and they don't say anything. They just be with him in the pain. That's quite a while in, though, isn't it? They, it is, they've, yeah. they've They've exacerbated his pain quite considerably by the time that we get there. But I think they've realised that they were wrong, that um, that he hadn't done anything wrong. Well, they so. they just couldn't think of anything, could they? And he no. couldn't think of anything. And, and you know, it, it just showed that sometimes bad things happen to good people. Yeah. Well, I'm not a massive fan of it. Oh, yeah. As a bit of literature. No, I'm not a massive fan of it. Why not? Well, because what it does... You're really going to wind up that bloke on Twitter now, It, yeah, it so. sets it up like God's somehow sort of cruel because he has the ability to, to make Job suffer, and he does to prove a point to the devil. I'm not comfortable with that. That doesn't sit easy with me at all. I don't think that, that God treats humanity like that. Well, no, but God is God allows the devil to do it. It's not that it's that thing where it, it's not a real situation. It's, it's a metaphor, isn't it? It's not. It's not that. It's not that's not not how God acts in the rest of the Bible. Yeah, well, it? I know, but it's a really unhealthy metaphor because because actually it gives the it gives the illusion if you don't correctly put it in its context that God's somehow spiteful and cruel. So you, you or allows like, other people to be spiteful and cruel, and he could intervene but chooses not to. Well, okay, so yeah, but we can misinterpret all sorts of things. I know it's a kind of the the kind of the kind of nasty kind of atheist guys, the ones who really hate God and all that. They they always use Job yeah. and say, "Oh, this is what God is like." It's actually part of the RS GCSE that is actually about. So the, all they know about God, if you do RS GCSE, is Job. They don't know various other things, but they do know about I, Job. I don't remember Job being part of my yeah, RSGCSE. You, you didn't do the secular one. You did the Anglican one. Well, I did it in a Church of England school. Yeah, that's why yeah. it wouldn't be. That's why it wouldn't be front and center. 
Oh right, I see. I didn't realise. I, mean? I didn't realise that schools chose which example yeah, of paper they were going to use based got on three, their um, different versions. You got the Catholic one, the Anglican one, and then the the multi faith one, which is basically secular humanism. Right. Okay. I didn't realise that. I yeah. thought. I thought we all did pretty much the same no, thing. No. 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 Yeah. You do you know? It's quite interesting. Do you know? Forty percent of my my RS GCSE grade was based on the fact of your coursework. Yeah. Do not and do I was work. told that if you didn't do the coursework, we wouldn't enter for you for the exam. So I thought, well, that's right. Don't bother. <laughs> so you didn't fail your RS? So I didn't fail my RS. I, I managed to get a D, but bearing in mind that I'd already that's lost 40% of the mark before I started, <laughs> a D was the best I could. So I actually aced the paper. Yeah. And, you and got, got a, a D, but if I'd have done the coursework, yeah, but oh, I, I didn't necessarily put as in the effort I should have when I was at school. I think that's putting it mildly. That's like saying God is not a very nice guy in Job. Really. Yeah, I think like, so. You know. I think so. But I mean, I was going to pick some of those things for our stories this for our news this week. What the, was the comments on A level and GCSE results? Uh, but uh, I didn't bother because I'd have had to have admitted that I didn't put the effort in while I was at school. And boring. I think I've turned out all right. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so with Joe Ben, getting back to him, is what it's actually trying to say is that I, I quite like it to be honest with you because I'm able to understand it as a novel. Um, a bit like screw tape or a bit like laying a witch in the wardrobe and that. And I like the way, a bit like Ecclesiastes, we might talk about that as well, because Job is part of what they call the wisdom literature. So yeah. It's a series of literature, which is poetry and novels and things like that, which is about wisdom. And I like it because it actually acknowledges that sometimes people just suffer and bad stuff just happens. Yeah. And that I think that's real and it's true. Yeah. And, and I think it also acknowledges, which is really, maybe we'll talk about this a little bit more in the next bit as well, is that resentment is so dangerous because what the devil is tempting people into uh, as a consequence of their suffering is resentment. And I think that this idea that, you know, this has happened to me, I'm going to be really upset uh it's not fair. I'm going to be really resentful of it. That's, I think, one of the most dangerous human emotions. Yeah, well, that's the thread through today's podcast, isn't it? Really, what resentment is resentment. Yeah, is resentment. Yeah, you know, we have we 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 can have a resentment against the police because of events and the way that they've been and all the rest of it, and that resentment mm. sticks. We can have a resentment in in through Job because bad stuff happens and we can resent that happening and later when we get to the third part we'll see that the tyrannical playbook yeah plays on resentment it's yeah. one of its key tools resentment is the devil's um key tool really yeah of taking something bad that has happened to us out of pure randomness sometimes so something like you uh, like i i think about my my uncle john my uncle john uh, had um hypercholesterolemia so he dropped dead in the middle of the street when he was 40. Yeah. Now, that's bad. My uncle Gwyn died at 47. My nan died at 62. My other granddad died at uh, 52, something like that. And all of the same thing, all of heart attacks because of this thing. It's completely random that we've got this hypercholesterolemia in the family, right? Um, and sometimes, I've got to be honest, when I do funerals, it was a while back now, where I saw 1927 as the date of birth. Yeah. And the woman was like in her 80s or whatever. And I thought about my nan and all those years that I haven't had with her. Yeah. Because she died at 62. And my Uncle John, I think about that. But you can feel yourself sometimes being sucked into that world of resentment. And I think Job shows that... To have that patience against that that temptation to resentment is the way forward, and yeah. I think that's really important. Is you, it's not. But what we see at the end of the book of Job is reconciliation and forgiveness. Yeah, between him and God. Between him and God. Yeah, and that's the opposite to resentment. Yes, that's yeah. what the book of Job's all about. Yeah, is to show that yes, suffering happens to those who don't deserve to suffer. Mm. Um. But 
reconciliation and forgiveness are a key element of of living a, a fulfilled life. It's the only way, because if we it, temptation resentment is easy. And it's what we all want sometimes. It feels good. It's like that thing I said about Haribo sours, you know what I mean? Is that they taste horrible first, but after a while they're really nice. Yeah, so, yeah. we'll disagree on all that. All right, yeah. I like sweets, not sours. Oh, I like the sours. But I think it's like this thing where... That says something us, about us as individuals. Yeah. That does. <laughs> I like the sours, yeah. I like the sours. Give me the resentment. Give me the bitterness. But I think that's the thing, is it is a temptation, and it does feel good. And it's really easy for us as human beings to fall into it, every one of us. And I think we shouldn't judge people who do that. We should encourage all of us to empathise with those feelings of resentment and to help all of us point towards forgiveness. And I think sometimes it's really good to be angry with God and annoyed with him. And I don't think we do that enough, is to actually say, no, God, this isn't fair. What you've done is wrong. What you've done is bad, and have it out with him. You know, have a massive argument yeah. with him and kick off. And I think the spiritual exercises throughout Christianity, especially monasticism, really encourage people to do that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we don't do that enough. Absolutely. Just to get it's, really pissed off with him. Well, <laughs> we're going to get an 18 certificate. We've that. got, we've yeah. got, we've got 150 psalms, and you know, a good two thirds of them are. are or at least in some way, in some part of those psalms, or an anger expressed at God. Oh yeah, for, for the way that, that life's panning out for them, or that the, that they perceive they're being ill-treated and punished in the world. Yeah, and I think that's where the Book of Job, and particularly the Psalms, and this whole strand of wisdom literature comes in. Is is every day, morning and evening prayer, we we try and say morning and evening prayer. We say the Psalms. And I think when you are in that space where you're tempted towards resentment or you're yeah. going down the road of resentment, that we've all done that, right? Or you just listen to me when I'm talking. Like, I try really, really not to be angry and bitter about the injustices done to my community. Yeah. But it's a difficult thing not to fall into that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What, I think what keeps me out of that is things like the Psalms, saying the Psalms, being honest with God and in doing so you can get to that reconciliation and it's the beauty of the poetry isn't it? But in... the Psalms are well, maybe we'll cover this at some point but the Psalms are misunderstood um, in the sense that for us they are meant to teach us a pattern of of relationship with God Yeah. We're, yeah. is there an example for us to follow Yeah. and, and they're an example that we don't follow yeah. We too easily think, oh, it's a lot, it's a lot of blooming moaning in these psalms. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's, but God's, God's big enough for us to take moaning at him when things don't go our way. Yeah. And he wants yeah. us to ask him for help with those things. Yeah. And, and we, and that's the thing with Job. He does complain to God about the way he's treated. He doesn't just sit there and take it. He does say, this isn't, you know, this isn't on. This isn't fair. Yeah. Um, and he does have that conversation with God. And at the end, there's this beautiful uh, series of poetry right at the end of the last few chapters where Job and, and God are reconciled. Uh, yeah. And I think I think that's a wonderful thing. But I think, just to finish this off, really, I think the most important thing to remember is that we have these two things. We talked about this bit last week about holding things in tension. Is that, yes what goes around does come around sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Is that sometimes our suffering is our fault. Sometimes we do, humanity will bear the consequences of our actions, but we might not do it ourselves. Yeah. Right. Um, but also as well, bad stuff happens to good people. Yeah. And the way out of that is, I think, just to kind of get really cross um, with God and wait for that sense. Lament, we call it lament. Lament, yeah, yeah, and be honest about it. And I think where the church goes wrong and where Christians go wrong a lot is they try and put on a front with God and try and pretend, and I think that's well, well, what we sometimes get, and I think is the most dangerous thing, and I saw a little bit of it on Twitter yesterday, is that we 
attribute everything bad that happens, just like Job's comforters, hmm. to something that people must have done wrong. Yeah. And that is really, really dangerous. Exactly. That is certainly not Christianity. And 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 no. I, I didn't call it out yesterday on Twitter because I was like fed up with arguing with this one yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but it's, it's not. It's, it's both things are true at the same time. Sometimes it is someone's fault. At yeah. times it's not. Absolutely. And I think that, yeah, we we have to go, we have to have that true wisdom to to know the difference. Yeah. So in a minute we'll be talking about uh, Mr. Mr. Hitler there with his funny moustache mm. uh, on Netflix. Thank you for listening to those Vicar Blokes. Don't forget to click subscribe follow or sign up on Substack to get the newest episodes every week. So, Dave, you watched the uh, How to Be a Tyrant, wasn't it? Yeah, Yeah, I only watched the first episode. There there were... I don't know how many there were. I only had time for the first. Um, And... um, and I thought it was going to give us six different tyrants, one in each episode, but sadly it didn't. It started us, it started going through the playbook that's used by tyrants in order to gain ultimate power. Yeah. Um, the first one is about how to gain power, and then the other one's about how to, how to keep power. Yeah, basically. how to keep it yeah. once you get yeah. there. Yeah. 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 Um, and I thought it was fascinating. Yeah. Um, I, I liked it. My my wife moaned because the bits where there's no video footage, they obviously put in anime. Yeah, they did. Um, yeah, can't be a uh, And she was like, she said, oh, he's given you another anime to watch. Oh, no. Uh, but I, said I did justify the fact to her that it wasn't an anime. It was just filling in the bits to, to give the footage. At which point she said, yeah, so it was like year eight history then. And I did think, well, maybe. It is a bit year 8 history, really. It's about year 10 history. But we do watch the anime. We watching Vinland last night. Uh, you enjoyed Vinland, didn't you? The Viking anime. I, I still watch it every now and again. Every now and again. And we did see this guy uh, get his head chopped off uh, by this Viking. And all this blood went everywhere. And, and my missus turned around and go, oh, this is not good for Dave. He's going to get really upset by all this blood and guts now. Yeah. He's not going to like it. You know, and I said, oh, fair play, you know. So yeah, it's about Hitler's rise to power. It's kind of your probably year ten history, I would say, not year eight. Yeah, I, I think yeah. she was only saying the anime was was in that style, you know, okay. like an educational video made for the youngins. So can you remember how Hitler came to power? Then what what's your take on how Hitler came? To well, power? I I didn't realize it was it was new history to me that um do you do, that do really you do history GCSE. Yeah, no, I don't remember it. Oh, right. Okay. I don't remember. I didn't do history GCSE. Oh, I dropped right. it at year nine, did yeah. geography at GCSE. Oh, that was another D. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had a lot of Ds. A lot, a lot of Ds. Of Ds a mainly lot of Ds. Ds. A few Cs to brighten it up, but mainly Ds. Mainly Ds. Um, almost. Al- I almost got there. Um, yeah. I didn't remember that he'd fought in World War One. And that his grievance started when the Germans capitulated. I didn't remember that was the start of his angst. Okay, yeah. Um, so whether I didn't remember it or I didn't know it or didn't look at that as, yeah, as, as a, Hitler's a significant, like, significant yeah. thing. Because I knew all of the stuff about how he became the leader of the party and, and I knew the bit about him being a, a, a journalist um, in effect, and go into report on this thing yeah, yeah, yeah. before taking over. I knew yeah. that. I remembered that bit. I can't remember if I remember it from school or if I've read it since. But, but sort of knowledge is knowledge, and it doesn't matter yeah, where you got it from. Yeah. Um. And so, so I'd forgotten that bit. But it, it, but the whole way they frame it with this playbook of what you've got to do if you want to be a successful tyrant, I thought was. Was really obvious, but not thought of. Yeah, yeah. I think an alarming. Yeah, because oh, yeah. you can see it played out in aspects of society all the time, all over the place. Yeah, yeah. And not not from just one side either. No, doesn't matter. From all sides, that mm. they all look at this playbook, and whether or not it's for personal power or for um, 
group power. Ideology. Yeah, mm. they're, they're using the playbook. Yeah, I think what what it did get over is a Netflix show, I should say, with this called uh, How to Become a Tyrant, and it, it, it looks at lots of ones like Stalin. The Stalin one's quite interesting. Uh, Idi Amin, all these sorts of other ones. And what it shows is how resentment is so dangerous and how both groups, both the communists and the Nazis, after the Wall Street crash in 29, played on the resentment of the German people um, in different ways. Yeah, well, well, what they did was they they linked Wall Street to the Jews that lived in their own community. It's a conspiracy theory. And so, so set up all Jews as being evil. Yeah. And so, so then it made it easy to hate yeah. your friends who were Jews. And those um, sort of conspiracy theories about Jews uh, were very popular at the time. Henry Ford, uh, who did Ford cars, he wrote a book called, um, I think it's The Eternal Jew or something, some horrible anti-Semitic book. So these theories, these conspiracy theories about you know Jewish bankers, the Rothschild, all these sorts of other things... Um, they they come up all the time. They they're not new. I remember uh, after the crash in two thousand and eight, I was trying to understand money, so I did a study project on because you didn't have any and you thought it'd be useful. Well, I was trying to understand what on earth happened basically, and um, it was you know it was a nightmare really. And uh, I was watching these lectures and things online by these different yeah. people and things, and then you're listening to this, you know, oh, this is quite interesting. Yeah, this is quite interesting. Blah blah blah. And then suddenly they get like massively anti-Semitic, and I was like, "Ah, oh, it's one of those ones. Get me, yeah. you know." So it's not a new thing, and it, it's not it's a thing which has always been with us. So why did you think it was that dangerous? This thing about Hitler coming to power through resentment. Could you see it happening here? Yeah, yeah, I could. I could see it happening here. I, I could. Um, did you ever watch Years and Years? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think. The playbook that's done in this Netflix thing looks exactly like how that story panned out. Years and years, maybe we'll do a review of it. I thought it was absolutely hilarious because it was basically Russell T. Davis's paranoid fantasies and about who he didn't like. It was just, it was so one-sided. It was ridiculous. It was really funny. It was really funny because it was like, in reality, what you have in, in Nazi, in 1920s, and 30s Germany is you've got two extremes, right? You've got the communists and you've got the, the fascists, right? Yeah. And the fascists win there, but in other cultures, in other countries, you have the other extremists win. And I think what you we... don't think it looks like prophecy. What? The years and years. years. No, not at all. So, so the fact that it was written two years before. Um, suddenly we were targeting people who come over on small boats no. and that was what it focused on even though that wasn't a problem at the time no i don't think it's i don't think it's i don't think it's prophecy you don't think that the rising of no. of the right wing could look like a realistic possibility at the next general election no no normally but the one after no i think i think i think the 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 what we see really which is what scares me isn't um these political new political parties and stuff like that. The reason Hitler came to power, and they didn't make this clear in that film, is it was the weakness of the Weimar Republic. And when legitimate democracy can't solve the everyday problems of ordinary people, and when the Weimar Republic as well was incredibly corrupt as well in lots of different ways, is that when there is corrupt, people lose faith in that and then they look to um, the extremes on the left and the right. Yeah. And I think that the re- both of them have different groups that they're targeting for resentment. So if we look at, say, UK now, right, is the right will target people who are resentful because they live in post-industrial society, yeah. right? So they live places like Aberdeen, North East, whatever. They say to those people... Oh, the people in London hate you. They look down on you. They think you're stupid. Look what they said to you about Brexit. They've taken all your work from you. They've taken all your dignity. They've taken um, who you are as a culture. They don't value you. All those sorts of things. And they stoke that, right? Yeah. 
which is really dangerous. But on the other side, then you've got um, the other ones they stoke for resentment are people who've graduated from university and haven't got the jobs. That they well, they just should. the first bit in the playbook was pick a scapegoat, exactly, and they've picked different scapegoats. Yeah, but, but they're they doing exactly a scapegoat. the same yeah. thing. So Owen Jones does exactly the same thing as Nigel Farage does. He's just got different targets for the yeah. people who are resentful. So people who've graduated from university. They haven't got the jobs that they think that, or they, they, they should have, really, in fairness to them, right? They, they want to be part of the, the managerial class. They're not part of it. They're resentful of that. They can't afford to get, a, they can't afford to get a flat. All these legitimate, both yeah. of those things they're resentful of are actually legitimate problems that could hopefully be solved. But the solution's always, let's get the bad guys, let's get the deplorables, let's get, Let's get the, the work, yeah. let's get the deplorables. Yeah. And it's the same, that's what frightens me, is that we're living under a Weimar Republic who are incapable of solving the issue. Do you see what I mean? Because we keep putting our trust in flawed humanity. Yeah. And the other thing that frightened me a bit with it as well is how, the thing that really frightens me really is the things that have happened over these last few years, things like lockdown and stuff like that, I would have thought 10 years ago would have been impossible in this country. I wouldn't have thought that would be possible to do that in Britain. I don't think that would have happened. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think that would have been a thing. And all sorts of other things. Yeah, so but then that, the, the, but the, but this how to be a tyrant showed that people essentially want to be told what to do. They do, yeah, they do. That's the frightening thing. They do. We all do, really. And that's what we saw in lockdowns. People wanted to be told what to do. Can I go out? I'll have to ask Boris first, see what he says. And all the Well, I couldn't find him, he was at a party. Well ah yeah, exactly. Exactly. And uh, but if we look at the Nazis, they're just as they're, they're massively incompetent. They're all failures. They're not great people. They they they're resentful, bitter Pathetic yeah. people, really. Yeah. All of them are pathetic, you know. And and that's the thing is, all of them are failures. Yeah. And I think the danger is all the time is if we vilify people, who, whoever they are, and belittle them, then we build that resentment, and you know things can get out of control very, very quickly, can't they? I'm more worried about America than we are Europe, to be fair. You know, so yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, but they've we've got a bit more cause for concern there, haven't we? Because at the moment, only a very small proportion of people are voting for the extremes on either the left or the right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. in I this like country, whereas whereas enough people voted for an extreme there to get a president out of it. Yeah, and oh, granted, they didn't do it twice, but they they might yet. Well, I think Biden can be quite extreme, some of the stuff he's pulling, but he's projected as being quite a nice guy when he really... Well, I don't think he's in charge anyway, is he? I don't think he's in charge. I haven't worked, no. out, I haven't worked, worked out, out yet. I haven't worked out who's but, in charge. But I do, get, I do get the, like, yes ministers type Somebody's, theory in, in Joe Biden's presidency. Someone's yeah. pulling the strings there. But I think from a, a Christian perspective, I think what I would say is one of the central failures in the Weimar Republic was the church because they lost a lot of confidence because of the First World War in, yeah. in Germany. And I think it's our job a lot of the time to be people of wisdom and to be people where we're on the guard against resentment of all kinds and that we don't take sides in a sense. So we don't say, Oh well, it's the woke who are right, or it's the anti-woke who are right, yeah. or it's these guys who are right, and those guys are right. We have to try and be people of wisdom. Yeah, and I think that anger and resentment is, you know, that that's at the heart of it, really. And yeah. the last thing that really frightened me was the Enablement Act. They didn't name it. Is that there was how Hitler came to power was there was a crisis because of the uh, fire in the Reichstag. And then he turned up to Hindenburg, who was the president, yeah. and then he gave him the Enablement Act, which gave him temporary emergency powers. And I think that we should always be very, very, very yeah. of any government who gives its leader 
temporary emergency powers. Yeah, and when, but they were enacted through the police. They were, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So but, we link back to our first story. Well, that was the thing that frightened me when Boris Johnson came on the telly and said he was having temporary emergency powers that yeah. were going to do this. And I went like, so th- that's why we should know history. Yeah. You know. So um, thanks for listening today to this. And uh, we hope you've enjoyed it. Give us some feedback. We had some good feedback from last time. And we had some other feedback from last time. We so. had some, yeah, you got told off. I was good. I know she was right, though. Yeah, yes, she, she was. Well, I didn't right, say yeah. she went right. I was just telling the people that you no, got told right, off. I'll have to tell her that. I said last time, to my great shame, right, that I didn't mind if people were on the orble, right, working illegally, but I did mind if the big companies didn't pay tax. And that is wrong because they're both illegal and they both cost money. But so there we are. I apologize. Yeah. That's my correction. So. All feedback is welcome, and if you point out that I'm wrong, hopefully I can uh, take it like a yeah, man yeah, and yeah. say, yeah, I was. Well, we know we're not perfect. No, I'm not. We're no. part of broken humanity. Yeah, so I was broken. There you go. So uh, next time we'll be talking about whatever's in the news. We'll be talking about the history uh, books of the Bible in uh, Samuel and Kings, and we'll be watching something else. What should we watch? Any ideas, Dave? Have you got any ideas for us to watch? So I think what we're going to watch is Trust Me. It's on Netflix. It's four episodes. It's quite old. Um, came out in 2017. But it looks good. And it's in the top ten recommended in the UK on Netflix at so the moment. It's uh, Jodie Whittaker. Jodie Whittaker, yeah. She's Doctor Who, isn't it? Well, before she was Doctor Who, I think. All right, 2017. Okay. So, so that's yeah. that one. We'll watch that then, and we'll try and not be too controversial about that. And uh, we'll see you next time. Ta-da. Ta-da.